0: Hello and welcome. My name is Tom Lelio. I'm your ultimate jet guide and today I'm joined with Paula Williams of, and uh, t- tell me how do I pronounce your um, your company's name because there's a lot of letters.
1: A B C I. ABCI. Alpha Bravo Charlie India.
0: Perfect. Yes. <laughs> okay. She is the marketing aviation guru uh, and we're, we're jo- having her join us today because we're going to be talking about marketing. Specifically, what does the marketing of a jet speak to a buyer? Okay, if, if 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 I'm a buyer, I'm coming up to a jet online on controller or, or wherever I'm finding this this av buyer, wherever I'm finding it. What does the marketing tell me, and what should I be looking out for? So thank you for so much for being here, Paula. Oh,
1: you're very welcome. And actually, I think this is an amazing question because nobody thinks of it from this perspective. But if you're a jet buyer, it's similar to, I guess, probably the thing that people are the most familiar with is if you're buying a car. Yep. You know, buying a car, buying a house. Yep. Do is look at the fit and finish you know because that attention to detail is what tells you everything about how that car was built how that car was was, especially if it's a used car you know how that car has been taken care of if you've got a clean pristine beautiful fabulous inside Mm -hmm. of the trunk then you know you're good because this was this car was owned by a responsible person Mm -hmm. same thing if you're looking at a jet and the emails are coming on time. You know, you ask for something and you get it. It's a nice mm. PDF. Um, you know, things are spelled correctly. You know, it's uh, you don't have any rough edges on the marketing. Yep. Um, it tells you that this is a person that has an attention to detail. Yeah. This is somebody who probably is working with a copywriter or working with you know other people. Uh, yeah. Has a good team. Has a good process. Is not too busy to be missing details. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the market for a jet, you want to be working with somebody who's comfortable with the process, Mm -hmm. has a good team, Mm -hmm. has a good process and can, you know, this is not their first rodeo. So they can navigate some of those weird things that happen in the the
0: process. I'm going to pull back the curtain for a second and tell you I've made all those mistakes. And so, and I will tell you why I've made those mistakes so that the buyers can know maybe why it's happened and, and you know, it's good the reason I do that is because part, one of my core values is responsibility. Yes. I will take responsibility for things. So if I made a mistake, I, hopefully I can explain it and then learn from it myself, but also um, help somebody along the way. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, I will have someone that, that we want to get it to market. So I'll use an owner's photos. Oh, yeah. Now all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're vertical. Dark. <laughs> they're dark. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they're just, there's all over the place. And mm-hmm. so maybe if you see that, Yes, if it's if it's like that for you know six months or however long I'm listed, then that's a problem. But at the same time, you know, sometimes we're just trying to get it to market. Yes, um, I've also definitely made spelling errors uh, in my spec sheet, and I've even made the mistake. I know, right? <laughs> I've even made the mistake of yeah. numerical errors, Ooh. and I remember a time where instead of saying thirty-three um, hundred hours um, remaining. Mm-hmm. It was thirty three hundred hours since overhaul. Ooh. Completely different story. Yes. Completely different story. So I've learned, you know, double check the spec sheets, mm-hmm. you know, against the maintenance reports, and understand what you're getting. The brokers aren't perfect. No, no, um, no. but they should be held to a high standard. To your point.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, you know, I've I've made a lot of those different kinds of mistakes. The other mistakes I've seen is. Um, we had someone go to a pre-buy the pictures and everything were flawless it was beautiful perfectly marketed yeah. and well we've all had this, this, the time where you go and it's completely not what you expected yeah. in this case it was mm-hmm. however when they stepped inside the cabin when they looked down at the floor they noticed crayon markers
1: okay. yeah. candy
0: clearly yeah, this person that. had kids and we're like how did we miss this we noticed that the photos never showed the floor
1: Oh wow. So when we so got there, been
0: there. the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So even if you got the perfect photos, do they show everything? Yeah. And I've even had buyers tell me like, you know, send me stuff from the owner or send me a video. And so whenever I go out to a, or I have a photographer go out, I say, go through with your phone, shoot yes. me a video just down and dirty, just so I can send that because people understand, you know, marketing is marketing, but, yeah. but you're absolutely right. If, and I love the point that you bring up that it's not just about the ad itself, yeah. but you, you said attention to detail and you said, do they respond to you? Yeah. You know, what is their process of yeah. responding? Yeah. when When you actually get on the phone, do they ask you about... What are you looking for? Why? Why now? Why this plane? Have you considered something new or something older? Like, what's your price point? Like, are they having a conversation with you, or are they just order takers? Yeah, yeah, the ask price is this. The engines are that. The avionics is this. Have a good day. Call me yeah. if you like it.
1: They're a consultant, not an order taker. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Awesome. So yeah, there's there's a lot to it.
1: Yeah. Let me go back to one thing that you said, and that is, um, I love the fact that you are transparent when you make an error, because it's gonna happen. <laughs> You know, and so so are we. And I think being uh, being transparent is a thousand times better than being perfect. Ooh. You know, we all shoot for that polish, but we don't always hit it. You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes the circumstances dictate we're going to do an owner video. You know, or yep. we're going to send you an unfinished document, or we're going to send right. You something yeah, we've done that. that. Yep. And um, you know, if you can prepare people for that and say, hey. I'm not where I want to be in this process because we're in a hurry. Mm. Let me. Yeah, uh, we're in the
0: fourth quarter now. I mean, how much of a hurry yeah, do we have to be in? Yeah, exactly.
1: Let me preface this with: here's what we got to work with right now. This is not our usual process, but we're hurrying because mm-hmm. we want to meet your needs, and that's more important than being all perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so you yeah. mentioned, you know, for owner or for buyers looking into it, kind of, what are some of the things that in your opinion, set a broker or set a potential deal apart from the marketing perspective? You mentioned maybe photos a little bit, uh, maybe something you've seen people do after like the emails, drip campaigns, or like, what are some of the things that you've seen that kind of set someone apart?
1: Okay. Um, I think people who are thought leaders in their specialty. So, you know, if you are a broker that specializes in the Honda jet, as Mm -hmm. an example, and you're writing articles about the Honda jet. You know, these are the um, attributes of it. This is the perfect mission profile. Here's Mm. somebody that bought a Honda jet that maybe shouldn't have. You know, if you're writing articles about that sort of thing or shooting videos about that sort of Mm -hmm. thing, if you're producing content about your topic, then you're the guy that Mm. they want to talk to. Right, they want to talk to the HondaJet guy.
0: Yeah, so 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 buyers should be looking like, who is this broker? Yeah. Don't just look at the airplane. Right. Look at who's the guy representing it. Is this the guy? It's mm-hmm. a great point.
1: You may decide, you know, hey, I want to buy a HondaJet, but I want to buy it from somebody that knows these things mm-hmm. and can find me a good pilot and a good crew and has a good, uh, you know, Rapport with the manufacturer and knows you know what's coming next. Or yep. what happened before. Yep,
0: I've had that. People have called me on a listing. I've you know sent them the drip campaign, sent them the ultimate jet guide, and everything like that. Which and is then great, by thank the way. you, thank you very much. <laughs> and um, I, they'll call me later and they'll say, hey, I'm looking to buy this citation. It's a listing. It's not yours, but will you help me with the process because they want that guide? Yeah,
1: yeah, and they want that thought leader. You know?
0: So. Yeah that's the goal yeah
1: so I would say you know even if you don't have a jet to sell yet in your target market Mm. start producing the content you know write a here's the difference between this year and next year's model you Mm -hmm. know here's why you would want this rather than that here Mm -hmm. are some of the options you might want to consider uh, with this jet family Mm -hmm. then you establish your thought leadership before you have a listing yep you're all set yeah you've already got a reputation
0: for sure yeah that's great thank you Let's switch gears and talk about how we can help brokers okay. uh, or just aviation professionals that want to help with their, with their marketing. So we've got, we've got my buddy Alex here and he's um, getting started in aviation. What are some of the quick tips for you, for someone getting started? What, why am I going to worry about marketing? I got to worry about sales. Why am I going to worry about marketing? It's such a long road. I'm not going to do TikTok dances. You know, what does that have to do? Like, do I need to go viral? There's just so many things that kind of come to mind when marketing It can almost be paralyzing.
1: Yeah. Well, most of us, when we learn about marketing in school, uh, you know, they're talking Coca-Cola and McDonald's and things like that. That's not us. We're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we know that. So mm. we're trying to get the right network of maybe a 100 people, mm. um, you know, that know, like and trust you. You're not going for thousands or hundreds of thousands. So if you're producing dancing TikTok videos that are getting hundreds of thousands of views, you're in the wrong profession, right? You want to be very, 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 very famous with a hundred people. Mm. Okay, so pick your hundred people. What are they like? Um, you know, where do they live? What kind of cars do they drive? What do they do on weekends? What magazines do they read? Mm. You know, all of that. Know those hundred people as well as you possibly can. A lot of people do the buyer's persona and it's like, yeah, person. Yes. I like to look at ten or okay. 20 or 100. You know, you've got a, a nice demographic group that mm. you can find out a lot about and is not as idiosyncratic as one guy, you know, yeah. who could be a, an outlier in some way. But if you shoot for that group of 10, maybe first, that's a good number. It's a manageable number. So you've got 10 individuals. What do they have in common? Mm-hmm. You know?
0: That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. That makes How a lot of education sense.
1: what do they have? Yeah. What's their demographic? So I'm actually going to
0: have Alex ask you a couple questions because I okay. know that he's, he's starting to get ready to... Um, to start his Instagram and start, you know, and so he's got a couple of questions like, do I do my brand or do I do myself? Do I combine the two? Do I get a logo? He's got a couple of those questions, so I'm gonna ask okay. him. But before I, I have him ask him that and give him time to think of questions, uh, <laughs> did you? <know> that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. he does. I, but, but I want to ask you um, with personas. Okay. If I'm just coming out of college, which some of our brokers are, yeah, and maybe I didn't grow up riding around in a private jet, Yeah. how do I even start finding personas of people that I don't have my own personal insight into?
1: Yeah, and you don't have a lot of personal relationships yeah, from the yeah. country club. Right,
0: exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I
1: get it. Um, a lot of the people that we work with are coming from a similar background. You know, They've never been really comfortable in this world because they come from maybe a, um, a family where um, they're in a different socioeconomic level or mm-hmm. whatever, and so they feel really nervous. Um, the main thing is we're all people. Right? Exactly. exactly. And people are looking for expertise and they're looking for confidence. And the only way to get confident really is to get to know some folks. So hang out where they hang out. You know, if you can uh, get invited as a guest to some different yep. events and things without having to pay a ton of money. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mean to max out your credit cards. and. Yeah.
0: Get in up. the room, right?
1: Yeah. Fly to, Ips- you know,
0: <laughs> go to Dubai and Art hang out with everyone. Yeah.
1: Um, I just mean, you know, when you can, when you have the opportunity, don't shy away from hanging out with people who are wealthier than yourself. Yep. And um, you'll get to know that they are just people the same as anybody else. They've got the same problems, Mm -hmm. maybe a variation of a different problem, whatever. But you want to, um, you know, they're all in, they don't want to get ripped off. They want to work Mm -hmm. with people they know, like, and trust. They want to work with people that know their topic. Yep. So expertise trumps money
0: yeah no i, I agree with that 100 and yeah. and that's how they got successful too that's the way i think about it is you know mm-hmm. they're very specialized in their industry which allowed them to serve a lot of people and be in this position to own a private jet mm-hmm. and they're looking for something similar and the other thing i would say too is when you look at it from like a perspective of like groups and rings there's mm-hmm. people on the outskirts of those rings that will take a chance on somebody they don't know hey come on take you know and maybe that's not like the big fish that you want to talk to initially yeah. but you can kind of get in the room through somebody else that'll right. take a chance. And then, you know, hopefully you pay that forward, you know, down the line as well. So just because, you know, you can't get in touch with the CEO, Mm -hmm. maybe you can get in touch with somebody in the surrounding circles and get in the room.
1: Right. And there's a whole um, strategy for kind of infiltrating a family trust or infiltrating a large organization or something like that from the outside ring, which is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. So you start with the outside ring and you work your way in. That's cool using LinkedIn, using personal connections, using events like this one, mm-hmm. or using other things like that.
0: Yeah, I so, yeah. love it. Great. What do you think, man? We've got some yeah. questions. Well
1: first,
2: I think this has been really informative for me. So I'm 24 years old. Okay. I just became a jet broker in June. I started with, uh, working with Tom. Yeah. Um, originally I was in finance, and I've always been passionate about aviation, and I wanted to combine both aviation and finance, so okay. I didn't know quite what it was, but I stumbled upon you know, the draft yeah, acquisitions okay. and sales, and I found Tom online. So, um, I'm very happy with it, where I'm at right now, and I actually just got my first listing for several weeks ago, straight CJ. Know, sure. So listening to some of your ideas on the high market, such as you know, oh, making got a bunch articles out. and yeah, uh, just writing about it, and just making content specifically on straight CJs, yeah, it's good because you uh, want. I, what I want is when someone thinks of a straight CJ, they think of my name. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, but my question for you is. I think you kind of touched on it, but what are ways that I can expand my network? Okay. Um, I've heard you know volunteering for like some committees is really important. Although I don't know which committees to look into yet. So I guess what is your yeah how how can i expand my network because that's really great
1: i haven't really looked into street cjs and their demographics and you know who buys them and and those kinds of things but often there is a industry you know maybe oil and gas or whatever that is particular to this particular Mm. aircraft type um so if you can learn something about you know take 100 people that own cjs Um what do they have in common? Do they work in oil and gas? Do they work in the movie industry? Do they work with celebrities or do they work in some other field? Um and then learn as much as you can about those common fields. So you know, if 60 out of a hundred are in this industry, learn as much as you can about that industry Hmm. so you can talk to them about, you know, I know you need to go here, here, and here. These are the locations you're probably interested in. I know a little bit about those airports. You know, the more you background you have hmm. on their industry and their needs, the more they're going to feel like, "Oh, this guy gets me," you hmm. know? and I, I, I feel him uh, understanding and following, as opposed to somebody who's just interested in the airplanes. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's always an industry background. Right. Because their money came from somewhere.
2: Right. That's a great point. And mm-hmm. also, outside of networking, as a young you know, professional, what is the best way I can, you know, what can I do to make my, or what should I ask this? Um, I guess what can I do to put myself in the best position to yeah. succeed, other than I did touch on networking? Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever you know, things I can do. Such as in marketing. I'm kind of like, I'm conflicted on whether I should build my own personal brand with my name or kind of like build just a brand that's just about aviation. I don't know. I guess I'm conflicted whether I should, it should be my name or
1: yeah, Like a company name that yeah, you create? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there are advantages to both. Um, I'm going to go at the beginning of this story. I wish I had done more personal branding before I jumped into company branding, and there are two reasons for that. One, nobody can take it away from you. Mm-hmm. And number two, you can turn it in a different direction if you decide, you know what, CJs are not my thing, and want to go into something else. A company is kind of tied to that subject matter more than you are personally because you can evolve as a person into maybe a different aircraft maker model or a different specialty say hey I started there but I went this direction for this reason you can do that more easily you're more versatile as, as a human being um, and secondly nobody can copy like um, Tom's uh, face on all of his podcasts <laughs> and things like that um,
0: oh, even, it's true. I, I guess AI hmm.
1: can you know but yeah. it takes a whole lot more to <laughs> copy somebody's personal uh, brand than to copy a company brand right. it's a, a lot easier to copy a company brand than a person yeah thank you you're welcome you. yeah anything
0: else that you well my question okay. for him is like yeah. how does he get started like should he just pick a pick a platform and start posting like mm-hmm. or should he wait till he has like 20 posts ready to go and then start or Would
2: how clean up my instagram and uh
0: use
1: uh, yeah, just oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the
2: college photos,
1: <laughs> Right. Um, it is a good idea to do a little bit of a checklist. We have a personal branding checklist. That's right. Um, we'll give you a checklist. Okay. Yeah, that, that we use for that and just say, you know, here are some things that you might want to consider before you go big because it is hard to undo a first impression. On the other hand, don't be paralyzed. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like we said, transparency is a good thing. And if you're a snowboarder or whatever, there's nothing wrong with showing that side of your personality. You know, even if it doesn't really match with your, the demographics you're going after, that might be something they think is cool about Mm -hmm. you if you're kind of yourself. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I would kind of make sure that it's not something that um, they would question your, uh, your judgment character, or anything yeah. like that. You know, so maybe go back a few years and make sure there's nothing that um, anybody would be in your target demographic would be offended by or anything like that. Otherwise, let it rip. You know? yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I'll also say too, like most of the time people, yeah. when you're when you're posting, like people overestimate how much reach they're going to have when they first start. Yeah. That's like true. unless you send people to your page, which mm-hmm. is pretty much what you're doing, yeah, you're sending people to that page, and there's you're only going to send a couple people a page like a day maybe. So mm-hmm. when you're starting out, like just get that content out there, get it, build that muscle, that content muscle, yeah. so that a year later when you're sending a bunch of people there, they're like, oh man, this guy's been doing it for for yeah. a year.
1: And every day I'm arm wrestling with people, the same as you know Gary Vaynerchuk told you, you mm-hmm. know, you have to get out there, you know. The first post is gonna be the hardest, the second post will be a little bit easier. You're gonna make mistakes, don't worry too much about it, just keep moving forward. Just be better the next day, yeah. Oh yeah, be better the next day.
0: Yeah, just learn for sure. Any other questions? No, I guess,
2: I mean I kinda already know the answers, but like we were talking about articles earlier. Yeah. Where do you suggest posting articles? Do you suggest making your own website and kind of like a blog of those articles.
0: And Great you can question. That on like
2: like
1: there, okay. uh, sure so you don't want anybody copying your intellectual property. Um, so what I would suggest that you do for two reasons, one is intellectual property and the other is because it uh, gets you the maximum value for the work you put into those articles. Publish them on your own site first and then repost on whatever media you're using so linkedin instagram you know etc 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 you can take derivatives of that article long article that you wrote you can maybe do information snacks of that and post them on Instagram or you can do longer pieces and post them on LinkedIn. whatever your drug of choice is Um, you know you want to make sure that you own that content and you have published it first and you have a date stamped uh, publication date and everything else so not that you'd ever pursue it but people are less likely to copy it if they know that you're following that
0: Mm. would you have someone who's just starting out post YouTube X TikTok, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, like, and just, it all goes up all over the place? Or would you have them focus on one, build that muscle for a couple of weeks, couple of months, and then start to spread out? Right. What would you recommend? Um,
1: all of our clients have one or two channels of choice. Channels
0: uh, of choice. I right. like that.
1: And we, um... Develop their content for those channels, mm-hmm. optimize for those channels,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, you spread out from that. Okay. So you can okay. always take derivatives and put them other places with very little extra effort. So if LinkedIn is your thing, you're going to be writing longer pieces, and you're going to be doing you know longer form videos and no TikTok dancing or. You know, now,
0: would you? Here's a question: Would you write the blog post? Okay. And then, would you just copy and paste it into LinkedIn as a native LinkedIn piece of content with maybe a, a, a link at the end to the original post? Or would you just copy and paste the URL so that it shows up? Because I would imagine LinkedIn would probably prefer a native piece of content over a, a share. Right. Um, now we're getting really into the weeds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, there's a
1: lot of ways to do this, and the algorithms change all the time. So, that being said, currently, uh, you know, we like to take two or three paragraphs from an article that you've already written and then post it, you know, as a teaser mm. to get them to your website. That increases the um, the traffic to your website. You own the intellectual property and you're driving traffic away from LinkedIn but you don't own. So yeah. LinkedIn goes away tomorrow, you still got the content.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That's great. If people want to find out more information about what you do, where can they find you follow? <laughs>
1: Aviation Business uh, We help aviation companies sell more of their products and services.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate
1: Thank it. You. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. yeah.